so first off, we have to start with the obvious one. Gay. <laughs> he didn't even flinch. Nothing. People, here we go. It is January 15th, Iowa caucus day in the year 2024. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, on Locals, on YouTube, post-game show, RubinReport.Locals.com. And yes, you already know the theme of the show today. It is finally here, the Iowa caucus. We will finally get some sense if polls are right, if people will get out there when it's extremely, can I get the temperature in Iowa right now? It is extremely, extremely cold. They're going through a major cold snap. Will that depress the vote? Who does that help? Who does that hurt? All of the stuff, the last minute fighting, the last minute lying, the last minute grifting, it's all here. We're gonna cover all of that. I think I have tried over the last, uh, let's say six months or so in this primary season to, to say it all as straight up as I possibly can. Obviously, I think DeSantis is, is the best choice for the Republicans and for the nation if we are gonna get past any of the BS that we are constantly stuck in. Uh, but Trump, if, if we're to believe the polls, Trump is up by an awful lot. Seems like Vivek might've made some gains. So now Trump is going after Vivek. Where does Nikki fit into all of that? It is, is, is that right? Did I just read that right? It is negative seven degrees right now in Iowa. Now, Iowans are, are strong people and they're used to getting out there in the cold. Uh, we will see though, it might affect the voting a little bit. You know, if it's negative seven, and let's say you're 82 years old, uh, you might not get out that day. Older people tend to vote. Who does that hurt? Who does that help? Anyway, the rubric, not the Rubin, the rubric for today's show uh, is who is the most America first out of these people and who can actually beat Biden and the Democrats? Those are the two things, right? Are you America first, right? We need to fix the problems of this country, the economy, the border, foreign policy, everything, right? We've got to focus on America, okay? That's number one. And number two, who can actually win? Who can beat the elderly man pretending to be president? Who can beat the machine? Who has a track record of doing all of those things? Uh, you may remember, we're gonna show you a little clip of it at the end, uh, Ronald Reagan's very famous speech, A Time for Choosing. Well, this is it. This is it, and I just wanna say before we begin, one little uh, special message to those of you who are watching in Iowa. I don't know how many of you are watching in Iowa right now. How incredible is it that you have a disproportionate chance to actually affect things right now? I think we checked the numbers on Thursday or Friday. It sounds like about 200,000 people vote are part of these caucuses, right? And it's like, you have a chance to really do something right. And because of the nature of the caucus, it's not just walking into a booth and pulling something and a little curtain opening up, right? It's not just checking off something or tapping something. You actually can talk to your friends, your family, the people in your community, the people you go to church with, et cetera, et cetera. When you get into that gymnasium this afternoon into this evening and you can convince people, you can help pull people who are wavering one way or another and you can and you can really fight for what you believe in it is the most beautiful american thing possible we should probably do more voting uh, by caucus and if you are in iowa i hope you will get out there and do your thing so okay let's we're going to get into some of the drama because there was a whole bunch of drama this weekend and then we're going to get into the nuts and bolts a little uh, a little time machine covering what some of these guys have been up to and uh, and then as i said a little ronald reagan to take us out the big thing over the weekend was that finally Finally, uh, Donald Trump went after uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, the thing is, I've said for a while that it seemed to me that Vivek and Trump had made a deal because Vivek was always going after everyone else, mostly DeSantis, especially at the beginning, and never going after Trump. Now, we're over the weekend, we're a day or two before the caucus, and suddenly Trump, maybe he's going, oh, I'm not exactly sure how those polls are looking. Vivek does have a little bit of steam here. Uh, I better put an end to that because the people that like Vivek are the same people that like Trump, right? So if, if Vivek's getting any votes, it seems like it's coming out of the Trump, uh, out of that Trump base. So on Truth Social, Donald Trump posted this over the weekend. Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, et cetera. 
Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA. Okay, so a little bit of drama there because it's it's just, I don't have the evidence. I don't have the piece of paper that says they had the call here and this is when it happened. I think most people who are sober thinkers about this realize there was some coordination between Vivek and Trump, right? Like, Vivek, I'm never going to attack you at the debates. I'm never going to go after you. I'll take out the other guys. Like, am I really running for president if you're supposedly 50 points up and I'm only attacking the people that are in that other section with me, right? Nikki, uh, DeSantis, etc. Anyway, there was uh, about an hour on Twitter where people were going, holy, is Vivek going to actually respond to this? Like, what's going on here? And Vivek did respond, here it is. Yes, I saw President Trump's Truth Social post. It's an unfortunate move by his campaign advisors. I don't think friendly fire is helpful. Donald Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century and I'm not going to criticize him in response to this late attack. I've met tens of thousands of Iowans across 390 plus events here and they are deeply worried, and so am I, that this system won't allow Donald J. Trump anywhere near the White House again. It seems they will stop at nothing to keep him away from power. I'm worried for Trump. I'm worried for our country. I've stood up against the persecutions against Trump and I've defended him at every step. I showed up at the Miami courthouse in solidarity following his first federal indictment. I followed a FOIA demand uh, for, uh, to the department, uh, the Biden DOJ. I submitted an amicus brief this week with the U.S. Supreme Court calling on them to overturn Colorado's ruling. I pledged to remove myself from Maine and Colorado's primary ballots if they remove Trump, calling on DeSantis and Haley to do the same. But we have to open our eyes. Last time it was a man-made pandemic and big tech election interference. Now the same billionaires funding the lawsuits against Trump are the ones trying to prop up Nikki Haley. The same mainstream media blasting Trump is lavishing praise on Nikki. They want to narrow this race to a, a two-horse race between Trump and Haley, eliminate Trump one way or another, and trot their puppet into the White House. We can't fall for that trap. One year from now, we won't look back and say we were shocked that we let it happen. We'll kick ourselves for not stopping it. Our movement must live on. America First didn't start in 2016. It started in 1776. We owe it to our founding fathers to do the right thing for our country. I want to save Trump and save this country. Let's do it together. You won't hear any, any friendly fire from me. Okay, so there's a couple interesting things here, and then I'll get some other people's responses on it. Uh, first off, that this idea of friendly fire, Vivek has been attacking everybody else. So there's only one guy he won't attack even when he is attacked. Now, I think there's reasons for that. He wants to be the heir apparent to MAGA, right? If this was Celebrity Apprentice, if you watch that when Trump was the host, he wants to be the winner of that and because Donald Trump will not be here forever, right? The guy's basically 80 years old. One way or another, he will not be here forever or will not be politically relevant forever, but the MAGA movement will live on and Vivek is young and he's like, okay, I wanna make sure I take over that thing. I don't, I'm not, I'm not even giving him shit for that. That's that's just fine. Uh, but this idea that I'm just not going to attack him even while I'm being attacked, but I'll attack everybody else, it tells you a little bit that he really wasn't running for president this time. He was running to curry favor with the base. That I, I think that's just kind of fairly obvious. The problem that they ran into is that Vivek has run uh, a nice campaign. It is resonating with young people. And now, at the 11th hour, as we're about to roll into this Iowa caucus, Trump's going, oh shit, if he takes five or 10% of those people from me, and DeSantis has been to all 99 counties, has really great coordination there, and maybe Nikki has some momentum, who knows all the little pieces of it, he's going, oh, that five or 10% actually might mean something, so now I gotta go after Vivek. Now, the idea of Trump turning on someone that he made a deal with, surprise, surprise, I think Vivek handoff approach maybe not the the best thing because he could have easily Vivek could have easily in response to that Trump attack uh, dunked on Trump over Fauci over the BLM riots age the wall the flipping of endorsements all of those things like if he really if Trump if Vivek really believed oh this is my chance to be president he had a moment here where he could have gone all in right 
uh, Vivek is supposed to be the America first candidate. So you'd think that he would take the obvious choice when there's a little bit of movement. Anyway, Pedro Gonzalez, who's been on the show, journalist Pedro Gonzalez, he tweeted this. I thought it was kind of interesting. He said, Trump humiliated Vivek by reminding him that he entered this race as Trump's stalking horse. Vivek's response, I'm not going to criticize him, followed by groveling that he's Trump's top guy. Someone so chicken shit he can't stand up for himself won't stand up to the regime. Remember that Vivek has launched nonstop BS attacks on DeSantis, although DeSantis hasn't really attacked him at all. But after Trump spanks Vivek in public, Vivek responds by saying that he is sorry if the spanking made Trump's hand sore, beyond pathetic. You know, the other piece of this, of course, is that if you really believe that the system, and I talk about the system all the time, there's a system that's in place, there's a game being played, but if you really believe the system would not allow Trump, well, if you're Vivek, why would the system allow you, right? You really have to, like, you gotta really think it all through. Uh, just a bit more on Vivek, and then I wanna get to, uh, to the governor and Trump, uh, because Vivek is clearly hitting it on the issues, right? He is hitting it on the issues. He speaks off the cuff extremely well, right? That's what people are, are liking about him. I think what they don't like about him is taking every which position, right? I don't attack Republicans, I attack these guys. We should all be nice, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this video popped up. This is a guy who was a big Vivek supporter who eventually has now gone back to Trump, but he put this video up comparing Vivek to Obama, and I thought it was interesting and worth noting. This has never been a Democratic or Republican idea. These are not Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn <laughs> over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or now, calling to ask for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash, the USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War's been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they sense deep in their bones. I believe deep in my bones. E pluribus unum. Out of many, many, one. We are one people. I have a dream that we can be one people again. I'm not gonna read speeches written by others. What you're gonna get from me is what's coming from the heart, my book. So first let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? Okay, so now I wanna put the drama portion of this aside. I think there's something interesting brewing there and I think it has much more to do with long-term what happens with MAGA eventually post-Trump. Uh, you know, Candace Owens, by the way, also has now dumped Trump and is backing Vivek. It will be interesting to see if Trump goes after her now too, right? So they, they are planning, there is a move planning to take over MAGA post-Trump. And the question is, does Trump win it enough this time uh, to delay that plan? We shall see. Now I wanna get to some DeSantis stuff, but before we do, uh, let me talk to you guys about Tax Network USA. Are you struggling with back taxes or unfiled returns? The IRS is escalating collections, adding 20,000 new agents and sending over 5 million collection letters to kick off 2024. That's some good government money for you. In these challenging times, your best defense is Tax Network USA. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. With over 14 years of experience, Tax Network USA has saved their clients over a billion dollars in back taxes. No matter the size of your tax issue, their expertise is your advantage. They specialize in negotiating with the IRS, aiming to significantly reduce your debt. Tax Network USA doesn't just negotiate, they also protect your assets from IRS seizures and manage, to, uh, and manage your yearly returns for ongoing compliance. Importantly, they are licensed to help with all state tax issues, regardless of where you live in the US. The clock is ticking. Don't wait as the IRS steps up its game. Seize control of your financial future now. Contact Tax Network USA for immediate relief and expert guidance. Call 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash Dave. Don't let tax issues overpower you. Turn to Tax Network USA and find your path to a financial peace of mind. And now back to me. Okay. So now, cards on the table, in case you're wondering how I feel about this whole thing. Uh, there is a guy that we have been waiting for for a long time who is a little bit better than the other guys, who's a little bit younger, and who has a, bit, a little bit of a better track record, who let us out of COVID and all of that stuff. 
and his name is Ron DeSantis, and he is the governor of Florida. He is America's governor, um, and I think he is the best choice. But now let's talk about him for a little bit. First off, over the weekend, you know, he doesn't get into the drama game, right? If you think about all the debates, he just doesn't, he, he barely got attacked in any of the debates because they don't have much to cut him on, and he doesn't really attack back people. You know, there were times when Vivek and Nikki screaming at each other, and DeSantis is going, you know, what, what's the point of all of this? Uh, but he was asked yesterday, <clears throat> he was asked about uh, this Trump-Vivek drama, and here's how he responded. Great. You know, I noticed that they, um, th th that he threw, um, um, the, oh, the back, back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he threw him under the bus. Um, you know, it's like I've never seen a candidate run for an office and basically campaign for another candidate in the same race before, and that's what's happened. But the minute he wasn't useful, you know, they 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 they, they dropped the hammer on it. So that's just kind of the way way they are. But look, we're going to go forward as a party. We can go forward in a way that's focused on people's issues, that's focused on a great agenda for America, or. We can go forward uh, with Trump, which will be focused, the 2024 election, on legal issues, on criminal trials, on convictions, on, on all these things with January 6th. And that gives the Democrats um, a huge advantage uh, going forward. And I don't think that we want to do that. Why would we want to give them any advantage? All right. The reason I wanted to show you that clip is, as I said, he doesn't really get involved into the drama. He quickly makes a comment there. And, it, and it's just true, right? Like Trump saw Vivek as useful. You're going to be my guy at the debates that I'm not going to show up to. And you're going to attack everybody and say we should always be nice and then also dump on everybody. And you're going to do all that. And then when push got to shove, as I said, when we got to the 11th hour, now, now Trump is going after Vivek. Okay, fine. But the real point of, of showing you that clip is what DeSantis said after which is that there is a chance to not have all of this drama going forward, right? And clearly he's the candidate to do that. By the way, the two guys that he's standing in between there, Thomas Massey uh, from Kentucky and Chip Roy from Texas, Massey is by far, by far, not even close, the most libertarian, liberty-minded uh, congressional member of Congress in the entire United States government, and Chip Roy, from Texas has the number one most conservative voting record. So those guys are putting their butts on the line. Nobody can question, although I guess some of the Trumpkins do, whether they, they are pro-America or America first or for MAGA or anything else. But what you have right there are three decent civil servants uh, fighting together at the same time. Uh, DeSantis went on to talk a little bit about the media because you know one criticism that DeSantis has gotten, and I, I don't know that I can blow it up exactly, is that he hasn't run a good campaign. It's not that he isn't competent, it's not that he doesn't do what he's gonna say, it's that he doesn't run enough of a campaign to like get enough clicks and views and whatever to get everybody excited. DeSantis addressed the, the sort of Trump kind of deal made in hell with uh, the conservative news. Point out that criticism. Do you feel like that's connecting with voters or do you feel like they're going to stand with him despite? Well, here's the thing. Um... You know, this this is not a complaint. This is just an observation. Like I, I take like when I look at like how you run ca a campaign or this, I just look at the world as it is. You know, there's going to be certain media against you. Obviously, certain that he's got basically a Praetorian guard of of, of the conservative media, uh, Fox News. Um, you know, the the websites, all the the stuff. They just don't they don't hold them accountable because they're worried about losing viewers and they don't want to have the ratings go down. Uh, and, and that's just that's just the reality. That's just the truth. And I'm not complaining about it. Um, I'd rather that not be the case, but that's just, a, I think, an objective reality. So when you're saying that, who is amplifying the criticism, right? I mean, if there's, you could be running, hey, he said this about Fauci, and that could be running, and they could be having big debates in kind of the conservative media. That is not happening. People just act like he never said any of this stuff. When he says, have a, build a big, beautiful, $1 billion plus new headquarters for the FBI in the center of the swamp, that's not draining the swamp, that's deepening the swamp. Yeah. Are they having big debates on these conservative-leaning media about, about how that is not what he uh, has campaigned on in the past? No, they're not. So that's just, that's a re that is kind of the reason why I think he's able to do what he's doing. Yeah, it, it's just true. It's just true. And I, I said to Phoenix when we just played that just now, it's like, the line, I'm not complaining, it's just an observation. Even that he he prefaces it with that, like, I'm not complaining about it. I'm, I'm out here doing everything I can do, but it is an observation 
that there is this guard around Trump, right? The online people, they know they get clicks from Trump. Trump might retweet you or retruth you. Trump might invite you to Mar-a-Lago. I've, I've personally, me, Dave, have been very close to that thing. And it is nice when, when Donald Trump tweeted about my book, it was very nice. I've been to Mar-a-Lago, it's nice to go there. Uh, but that doesn't mean you deserve my allegiance forever. Uh, DeSantis is right that there is a machine, a machine in place. It's why MSNBC, even, even though there he's talking about the conservative news, why does MSNBC talk about Trump all day long? It's because, it's not because they really think he's Hitler, but if you create this idea that he is Hitler and a fascist and blah, 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 then you can keep people watching all day long because they think that you, that they are the ones standing up against Hitler. And what DeSantis has done has been like, hey, I'm, I'm a decent guy, I picked the right fights, my wife's kinda hot and we have three kids and we're cool and there's no drama here. And that isn't as good for clicks. So even the people, putting Fox aside for a second, even the people in my space, and I don't need to throw any specific person under the bus, but I get what the selective pressures are. Right? I know that I have a certain amount of my audience pissed at me uh, because I didn't just go all in on Trump, right? Uh, it does, but I know also that I have to live with myself and do what I think is right and true and that that has brought us a whole new audience, right? Our audience is bigger than ever because I think you guys know what truth is, you know what honesty is, and even if it doesn't work out the way I wanted to, I didn't twist myself into pretzels and debase myself uh, during, this whole, uh, during this whole process. I do wanna mention one other thing which I don't think I've said uh, publicly, I think I said it on a post-game show once, but it's just worth saying on this one day, I'll say it one time and that's it. But six months ago, I had, and he knows who he is, I had one of the, let's say, four or five biggest Trump MAGA influencer media people in my house for coffee in the afternoon about 1 p.m., sitting in our swivel chairs in the kitchen, telling me that he was all in on DeSantis and Trump was too old and crazy and it was all about revenge and everything else. And then, you know, a couple weeks passed, the tea leaves changed a little bit and now he's all about Trump again because it is about clicks and attention and making money. There's just a truth to that. But again, I wanna say, I am, I'm only saying that for the same reason that DeSantis is saying it. It's not complaining, it's an observation that you have to be able to observe these things honestly without the fog of nonsense in front of you. So, okay, let's, that's that. Um, let's, let's move to the next thing. Phoenix, roll with me for a second here. Um, wait, are we doing the rats? We're not doing the rats. Oh, we're, we're skipping something here. I wanna jump to, uh, to a tweet that I had that was, uh, that was viral. Sorry, we got a little crossed up on the prompter there. Uh, that I think sums it up quite nicely, if I dare quote myself. Imagine if there was a presidential candidate who was in the prime of his life, had won every election he'd been in, the last one in record-breaking fashion, and had an endless track record of accomplishing everything he set out to do, had led the country out of COVID mania, had served in the military, was no nonsense and no drama, and was a fine family man. Just imagine. That one really caught fire, and I think it is, it is the simple version of all of this. Uh, I also wanna go back to about six months ago when I had the governor on the show and I asked him what I think was the most important question, which is how do you take the MAGA people, the America first people, the people that absolutely love Trump and, and show them that maybe you are the best guy? Your message to the ride or die Trump people, like that the hardcore MAGA base that before all of this, they loved you, but they're just going with Trump but you know that you have to get some of those people to win this thing. Well, nobody in, in the United States, in the Republican Party, has delivered more on America First policies and principles than me. Uh, if you look at immigration, illegal immigration, uh, we've banned sanctuary cities, we've cracked down on human smuggling, we even sent illegal aliens to beautiful Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and so we've put our money where our mouth is. You talk about things like China. We've banned the purchase of land by the CCP and its affiliates in our state. We got rid of things like Confucius Institutes and we cracked down on their influence of universities. Uh, you look at what we've done for expand Second Amendment rights with constitutional carry. Look at what we've done to fight uh, against the woke agenda, whether it's fighting Disney involving education or fighting this ESG movement, which is really bad uh, for our economy and for American families, the way they're going after domestic energy production. You wanna talk about draining the swamp? Uh, there's one guy in this entire country that's ever taken action against Soros-backed prosecutors, and that's me. And we've removed two of them from office 
uh, in the last year, year and a half, who were not following the law and were putting their political agenda over public safety. I cleared out the election supervisors in South Florida when I became governor. We've banned Zuckerbucks. We've banned ballot harvesting. We have universal voter ID, and we even have an election crimes task force, uh, police force in state government, which, which prosecutes uh, voter fraud. So we have the best election integrity in the entire country. All right. So you get it. You've probably seen that clip before. I think it's a compelling case. The people of Iowa will make that decision for themselves. Uh, a little bit more here on uh, DeSantis going after Trump in terms of how much energy Trump has just sort of sucked up in the universe and, and sort of how he operates, let's say, with uh, ego first instead of America first. You can be the most worthless Republican in America, but if you kiss the ring, he'll say you're wonderful. You can be the strongest, most dynamic, uh, successful Republican and conservative in America, but if you don't kiss that ring, then he'll try to trash you. You know what? You deserve a nominee that's going to put you first, not himself first. He's just telling the truth, and you just have to decide. We all just have to decide. Do you want someone to tell you the truth and put something above themselves, or, or do you not? Now, here's a compilation that basically perfectly illustrates that. If you share one video that we put up today, I think this should be the one. ...understands that the job of Attorney General is to serve and protect the people of the United States, and that is exactly what he will do and do better than anybody else can. Jeff Sessions was a disaster as Attorney General. Should have never been Attorney General. He's not qualified. He's not mentally qualified to be Attorney General. We hope Bill Barr is going to be as good as we think because Bill is a good, he's a great gentleman, a great man. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him and he has great hatred. In his new role as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley will serve as my top military advisor. I have absolute confidence that he will fulfill his duty with the same brilliance and fortitude he has shown throughout his long and very distinguished career. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. John Kelly will do a fantastic job. General Kelly has been a star, done an incredible job thus far, respected by everybody, a great, great American. I know John Kelly. He was with me, didn't do a good job, had no temperament, and ultimately he was petered out. He got, he was exhausted. This man was totally exhausted. He wasn't even able to function. I am confident that Jay has the wisdom and leadership to guide our economy through any challenges that our great economy may face. And you know, I had my own situation with Powell and I beat the hell out of him. I was not a big fan of Powell. I was rec he was recommended by some people I didn't like him. All right guys, th that's about half of that video. Now, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I voted for Trump derangement, uh, for Trump derangement. I voted for Trump. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm just saying, like, maybe there is a better choice. And you could say, well, he learned. He didn't know what the swamp was going to do. But like, it's always about either caving to these people or is it possible that he's such a genius and everyone else around him is always an idiot? Like, do you really think that that's possible? Uh, here's a, one more from DeSantis talking about how uh, most Republicans are weak and end up giving everything to Democrats, which kind of that's what we just illustrated. And I'm sick of Republicans. You see what they're doing right now in Washington and the, with these senators doing some border agreement, which is basically caving on everything to the Democrats. These guys get beat by the Democrats time and time again. Yeah. And not only does DeSantis not get beat by Democrats, has never lost an election, uh, but he's completely obliterated the Democrat Party in Florida. It basically does not exist. The point is that he does things differently. The track record is there. I know you know it, but now I want to illustrate it as it relates to the border deal that is in the Senate right now. This is the Schumer-Lankford border deal. So this is the border deal that the Republicans are signing on uh, or potentially signing on. Uh, what's it going to do? Well, it's going to increase green cards by 50,000 a year, work permits for adult children of HB1B holders, immediate work permits to every illegal alien released from custody. Think about that one 
taxpayer-funded lawyers to certain UACs and mentally incompetent aliens, 5,000 migrants per day allowed into the US, restricts parole for those who enter without authorization between ports of entry. So yes, DeSantis is absolutely right. The, the Democrats blow, but the Republicans suck. And what we have here in Florida is a now a deeply, deeply red state that is functional and it's paying off its debt and has no income tax and is sane and we don't have homeless problems and drug problems and all of those things and we protect the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and maybe we can blueprint that throughout the country and that's what could start, could, could, could start today in Iowa. So how is it that DeSantis does it differently. Why is it that I always tell you guys, I consider myself a Florida Republican, but not a national Republican? Well, it's mostly because he doesn't cave like all of the other Republicans do. Uh, here he is over the weekend talking about he, how he's not only demolished the Democrat party here in Florida, which is one thing, he's also completely destroyed the Miami Teachers Union as well. We beat him on COVID, we beat him on school opening. And not only that, we now have in Florida enacted paycheck protection for teachers, so no automatic deduction of school union dues. You know what? A lot of teachers are choosing not to pay those dues and join, and you have some of these major unions, like in uh, Miami-Dade, a radical teacher union, they're on the brink of decertification. So this is what you call winning on these issues. Uh, number two, we beat Fauci during COVID. Yeah, and again, I know you guys get it. The track record is there, the competency is there and everything else. So let's let's get this all caught up to where we are at today because today is the caucus. As I mentioned, it's now negative seven in Iowa. It's chilly. What that does to turnout, most likely uh, it depresses it. But you know, people are excited about this thing and, and we shall see what happens. Uh, on NBC News over the weekend, believe it or not, Chuck Todd actually said that things could be trending for DeSantis. Cold temperatures. So the question is always about turnout. Right. But that adds a new element. What are you going to be watching for tomorrow night in addition to the weather? Well, but that's the point here. It almost is the yeah. entire ballgame. Right. The turnout, because the smaller the turnout, that's when weird things happen here. Yes. You know, Rick Santorum didn't win in a large turnout. You know, those sorts of things. And Donald Trump has benefited from big turnouts. He really, you know, when we've had the higher the turnout has been in general election, the better more Trump voters have come. So, and is there a, uh, is there a complacency issue that Trump mm. has to worry about? So I, you know, this is a, a question where weather has suddenly become the entire ball game. It should be a real advantage to Ron DeSantis. Mm. Here's the guy that has been building an organization longer than any other campaign. He's got the governor on his side, who's got a built-in organization. This is why you build an organization, is when the weather drops unexpectedly. Are you gonna get your people out, right? Yeah. So in theory, this is all actually, I think setting up really well right now for Ron DeSantis. All right, I, I don't know why Chuck Todd would say that unless he thinks it might be true. And we know that DeSantis has had the best organization down there, all 99 counties, they've, they've put the strategy, the whole strategy was that if we do well in Iowa, it shows that Trump can be wounded and then we can kind of move forward. Right now, everyone, mainstream media and all of your friends, and every, we have friends here this weekend, everyone's saying the exact same thing to me. Everyone says the same freaking thing. I like Trump. Most people say I voted for Trump. I, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of over it. DeSantis is the guy, but I don't think it can happen. It doesn't seem like it can happen. The polls make it seem like it's never going to happen. So what DeSantis needs tonight, it, I don't know that he necessarily needs to win. I think a win would send a massive freaking signal. But if it's close enough, it shows, oh, there is some damage that could be done there. We thought there was a 50-point gap, and we thought that uh, the guy doesn't even have to debate. So that that's really kind of where we're at right now. But, but the other piece of this, of course, is that what you need to do when we get to the, the national election is you have to find new voters, right? If we are to believe that the last election was legit. Now, Donald Trump says it was not. He believes it was stolen, which always makes you think, well, why wouldn't they steal it from you again? And are you doing anything to stop that? As far as I know, the answer to that is no. But if we are to believe the last election, Biden got 81 million votes and uh, Donald Trump got 75 million, okay? So you gotta find some new voters. Are there new people that are suddenly get into Trump? I don't know, I just don't know anyone. Are there people that have kinda had it with Trump? Yeah. DeSantis, on the other hand, are there people that are crossover people that could vote for this guy? There's 
a shit ton of evidence that that actually is the case because we know what's happened here in Florida, the amount of Democrats who are now Republicans here in Florida. So you've got to get these center left people. One of them is a guy like, say, Joe Rogan. This is not the law. The law is that you're supposed to go through this process where they vet you and they find out if you're a criminal and they find out if you're a terrorist. And yeah. They're not doing that at all. They're just yeah. opening the border and they're essentially buying votes. Yeah. They're, they're doing this. They're, they're letting these people come in and they're assuming these people are going to vote for the Democrats. Mm -hmm. And it's wild. It's wild that it's happening right in front of everybody's eyes and most people aren't aware of it unless they see these videos. Or like Elon was telling me that when you go there, do you really understand the scope of it? He goes, it's extraordinary. He just, you, you can't believe the numbers of people that are making their way across. It's just insane. It's just, and everyone knows about it. So all these people that live in these, and I don't, I don't blame them at all, man. Mm. Okay, Joe Rogan, a pot smoking, mushroom eating, mostly kinda, you can, at this point I think you'd call him disaffected liberal. I, as far as I know, he didn't even vote last time because he didn't want to vote for Biden and, and also didn't want to vote for Trump. I don't know that he has said, I don't think he's going to vote again or would even get, go on the record as voting for Donald Trump. Uh, but Elon Musk, who he referenced, said he would vote for DeSantis. Would Elon vote for Trump? And it may not matter in the specifics of whether Joe Rogan or Elon Musk votes for whoever they vote for, but it's they are the tastemakers, right? So we know that a certain amount of people can shift towards a DeSantis where there's just that aversion to Trump. It just is. You may not like it, but it just is. So the question is what America first candidate can actually get some of those people, all of the people who have since October 7th have woken up to what identity politics have done, all of the people who are seeing violence on our streets again and border um, bridges being closed and everything else, a an attack on the White House this weekend by pro Hamas supporters. We're not even covering that today because it's just happening over and over and over again. The big issue here is who can beat Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is a weak president. He is a liar. No one thinks he's in charge. He's old, all of that stuff. And here he is just flat out lying about illegal immigration right to your face. No, but I wish they would react. I've been pushing them, my Republican colleagues, since I got in office. I think we have to make a major change in the border. I'm He's telling you that there's no crisis. We know there's a crisis. I show you the videos every day. You see the videos every day. Thousands of people are walking through. They are fighting age. They are largely male. They are not bringing women and children with them. There are no old people. We don't know where the hell these people are. We give them a phone and we say, go to San Diego. So the point is that Joe Biden, he's weak. He's old. He's controlled. But he's dangerous. He actually is dangerous, whether it's intentional with him or not. So we need someone who can actually beat him. Uh, let's not forget that Joe Biden, whether he's pulling the strings or not, he has had some of the most authoritarian impulses and policies you can possibly imagine. Let's not forget this one from the middle of COVID. But I need you, the American people, I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole, I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity and to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point, if we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. I wish you could have heard some of the things we were saying about him while that video was playing. I mean, the worst authority, you will maybe be able to get together on, in your backyard with your family to celebrate Independence Day. It's worth noting those old videos because those are the impulses that Joe, that Joe Biden, whether it's Joe Biden or whoever's pulling the strings, that he has and that he undoubtedly would unleash on us in a, in a second administration in a second term, right? Like there's just no doubt about that, whether he even survives it. He could fall up the stairs today and then we have a whole different situation 
on our hands. Uh, but of course the vaccines didn't work and everything else and that he even connected it to Independence Day when Independence Day should be about fighting authoritarian people like him and everything else. But of course the other part of this is that something is wrong with the man's brain. It is sad, but it is true. He is the pilot of the plane and I would prefer if my pilot was competent and cogent. This man is not. Any comment on the political change in Poland as the new pro-European Union government is taking over? I think that's very good. Yeah. Oh, I think that, like, he just doesn't know what's going on. The fact that they put him, okay, fine, you get it. We don't have to belabor the point on Biden today. Uh, but what, of course, will the machine do? The, there, is a, there is a match made in hell with the machine and Trump, right? As I said earlier, they tell you he's Hitler and they know he drives the most clicks and the most views. So they tell you he's Hitler, they tell you he's evil, and then they want you to think about him all day long. The thing that the, that the machine, if you wanna talk about the machine or the system, the thing that the machine or the system would fear the most is a competent Republican who was no drama, who went out there and put forth sensible conservative policies that actually made sense. That's what the machine would fear because they wouldn't know what to do with it. Wait, they'd be like, oh, uh-oh, the border's starting to uh, be taken care of. Uh-oh, the economy's starting to work. Uh-oh, there's no drama here. Uh-oh, he's younger and speaks in full sentences. Uh-oh, uh-oh, it's not about him all the time. They would not know what to do with that. That would not be good for CNN. It would not be good for MSNBC and everything else. So Trump is sort of in it. It's just, it's just true if you, can, if you can clear some of the fog here. So anyway, what does the mainstream media do? It keeps you focused on how evil Trump is because that's the thing that they think can drive in a Joe Biden the most easily, right? They don't wanna have to deal with a, a candidate on the Republican side who can cross over, who, who doesn't just give them the red meat that they want. Here is Nancy Pelosi on Trump and you'll be shocked when you hear her comments. This is a neck and neck race, and no one feels very comfortable on the Democratic side of things that Donald Trump isn't going to be the next president. Well, I don't think that nobody feels. I think many of us know that it is impossible uh, for him to be the president again well, with what he is that? proposing. That's an interesting comment. Many of us know it's impossible. How does she know that? How does she know it's impossible? Do the people vote in America? Or does that feel like a little bit of predictive programming, right? Like they are gonna stop this guy no matter what. But the, the, the overriding point, the meta point, is they must keep you terrified. Now, I have no doubt, ultimately, that even if DeSantis would became president, would they, would they use some of the same tactics on him? Yes, of course, they have, right? We've shown you many compilations over the last year of where they're basically calling DeSantis Trump with a, they're calling him Hitler with a calculator, right? He's like Trump, but he's competent, it's even worse. So I have no doubt that they would do that too. The problem is that Trump is just constantly giving them the red meat. I wanna show you a video that we showed you last week, uh, Michelle Obama uh, trying to ramp up the fear with the people because without the fear, they basically got nothing. It's not their policies that work. It's not any of their outlook or philosophy or anything else, it's fear. You know, are we moving at all fast enough? What are we doing about education? Mm. Are people gonna vote? And why aren't people voting? Are we too stuck to our phones? I mean, those are yeah. the things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's gonna happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really even do anything. And I'm like, oh my God, does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. On one hand, she's telling you government does everything. And then she's telling you we can't take it for granted. It's so crazy. No, government is the problem, not the solution. The less government, the better. The smaller the government is means that you, the people, that we, the people, are doing more for ourselves. When the government comes knocking on your door one day, it's most likely for a bad reason. I'm not an anarchist. I don't believe in no government, right? But it should be slim and it should be trim, but she needs you to think that Hitler's on the way and the only thing that can protect you is her government. That is deeply, deeply dangerous.
So they're predictive programming us with this stuff. They're telling you he's evil, he's Hitler, because he is the easiest guy. Trump is the easiest guy to kneecap. They know that a certain amount of people hate him. They know that a certain amount of people have Trump derangement syndrome, rightly or wrongly. And again, I'm not one of those people, but I can see the game for what the game is. They did it once with Trump and they will do it again. And he, I don't think he has campaigned in a way that has made it compelling to anyone who sees anything that I've talked about here and said, okay, come to my side now. And I, I've, got, I've leveled up, I've gotten better. He hasn't, right? Like where in this campaign did he try to get new voters? Where did he try to assure people that actually, like imagine if he had just done this this entire time with all his popularity. Imagine if he had not gone scorched earth on DeSantis and lied about Florida and lied about COVID and all that stuff. Imagine if he had been like, yeah, you know, my whole family moved down to Florida and he is a pretty great governor and we all know that. I just think that I deserve a second chance because I'm the leader of America first. And because I'm a billionaire, I have less chance of being influenced, blah, blah, blah. Let, let's see what happens with DeSantis. We would not be in this thing. We would not be in this crazy thing. That is absolutely true. But instead, Trump has just become red meat endlessly for the machine, which calls him a dictator, and then also tells you that you must watch them as they scare the shit out of you. And he's made it absolutely plain. Uh, he'll be dictator on day one, and that's the way he wants it. Be clear, running against Donald Trump, who I suspect will be the Republican candidate, is one of the most dangerous political figures in modern American history. So no, this is real. Uh, it's not your team. This is not the NFL playoffs and you wear a jersey of one team or whatever. Donald Trump is a threat to the democracy and there's too many people that are following that. Donald is a very vindictive human being. Just take a look at some of the statements that he made. If you punch him, he wants to hit you back 10 times harder. That's who he is. Now, of course, he won't do it himself. He will just have SEAL Team 6 do it. All right, guys, that was his former lawyer. Look, I think, I think that out of all of the people that you might watch during, uh, this, uh, during any primary season or that you watch to get any kind of sense out of the news, I think I have tried to consistently do this as honestly as possible. I got one more video for you, but the Iowa caucus is tonight. We could really write the ship starting today. It is possible. Is it gonna happen? I don't know, is, is the thing that I believe in that I've been fighting for, does it seem to really be outside of what most people are gonna say is gonna happen tonight? Yes, absolutely. Do I believe that it is worth fighting for the right thing regardless? Yeah, I do, and I think you do too. So the choice is yours, like that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You may be all MAGA all the time, and you might watch the video of him telling you Miley is great and Miley is horrible, and I, but he learned this, like all of that stuff. But if you care about America first, if you, if you want to fix the border and the economy and all of those things, like we got a chance to do it. It's a better chance. And I think most people know it in their hearts. And that is why I'm a bit bullish on tonight for DeSantis. Cause I think when people get into those gymnasiums and into those churches and into those community centers and they get to talk to their neighbors, I think people are gonna go, you know what? Let's try it this way. I might be wrong. I don't know, we'll see what happens tomorrow morning, I suppose. Well, we'll see what happens tonight and uh, we'll see how I'm behaving tomorrow morning. Uh, but I wanna leave you with this because you know they always say, they always say in every election, what do they say? This is the most important election. This is the election of a lifetime. And usually if we were to look back at the last however many years, it's just not true. This one really does feel different. If, if you look at the destruction that, that has wrought across this country in the last couple of years from the border to the economy, to just the, the, to what DEI has done to everything, to the strife on our streets, like up is down, left is right, boys or girls, like so many freaking problems. And it's not that problems can all be solved by politicians. Um, but sometimes if you do something in your life to, to fight for the right thing, then a once in a generation candidate can come around and the country can be, uh, can be course corrected. That's where we're at. Ronald Reagan's probably his most famous speech was his time for choosing speech. Uh, and I thought we'd play just a little bit of it for you right here. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. 
If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's old, old age dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. And we, we could have shown you much more of that, and I hope you'll watch it on, its, on your own, the full speech. But I wanted to just show you a, a portion of that because that really was the defining speech, 1974, Reagan, who of course then became governor and then ultimately president. Um, but but the, the overriding point, guys, is that he was a good, decent man. There is another good, decent man out there who's saying some hard truths, who has a track record of winning. I, the Reagan thing is particularly interesting to me because he was a lifelong Democrat and he was loved by Hollywood and he was loved by the mainstream media. Then he switches to a Republican and ended up being hated. You kind of know that story, right? So Iowans, if you're watching this, like get out there and do the right thing. And imagine if we all just woke up tomorrow and it was a little bit different. It was like, oh, there is a chance. Like maybe there is this Republican who's going to set the agenda and it's going to be a little bit different and less of the drama if there was a little bit of hope there. And then suddenly whatever craziness was coming out of the Democrat side, whether it was Biden or anyone else, it would feel a little less important because we'd be like, oh, we have something good that we can all kind of fight for. And I, and I believe that the America first Trump people, because it's not the Trump, it's not the Trump base that it, I, I wish that Trump was as good as the ba to the base as the base is to him when he lies to the base and turned everybody against DeSantis. The base knows it's not true. They're just going with Trump. There is a better way. There, there is a better way, guys. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, I'm on with Megyn Kelly for the hour in just a few minutes, so there's not gonna be a, a post-game show. Uh, we're cutting it a little too close. And people of the internet will be on at 2 p.m. today also because of the Megyn Kelly thing. Anyway, we leave you with a little bit of Joe Biden being a freak and uh, Iowa, do the right thing. Ciao. Do you Secretary Austin? I do. I'm sorry, I'm trying to sniff your hair. Was it a lapse in judgment for him not to tell you earlier? Yes. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubenreport.locals.com.